Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together and to worship you. Father, we thank you now that your word will not return void. Father, it will do what it was sent to do. And we give you praise and honor and glory for it in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. All right. So y'all can, y'all can ask Mr. Bill and Stephen. I spent some time in my office this morning going through a Christian joke book, and there's a lot of things I can't tell in the Christian joke book according to our standards. And this one is a little bit, it's not all color, but it's, I mean, it is what it is. So it's a, a rabbi and a, a, a priest and a televangelist, and they play golf together every Wednesday. And they were, while they were playing golf, they were talking about how they decided what part of the collection went to them and what part went to God. And the rabbi said, well, I draw a circle around me, and I take the collection, and I throw it up in the air. And what lands on the inside of the circle I keep, and what lands on the outside of the circle I give to God. And the, the priest said, well, I do something very similar. I draw the same circle and I throw the money up in the air, but whatever lands on the outside of the circle I keep and whatever lands on the inside of the circle I give to God, the, the opposite. The televangelist said, well, I, I do something pretty similar. And he's like, really? He's like, yep, I take the money and I throw it up in the air. And whatever God wants, he takes. And whatever lands on the ground is mine. <clears throat> like I said, it wasn't real funny, but... I had a really good one if you get me after church. I got a good one that's, that's not appropriate from the pulpit. All right, so last week we talked about um, the kingdom and, and, and when Jesus came and the new covenant started, right? And then once the new covenant started, the kingdom of God started to develop on this planet, right? And I, I, I almost told Sally my title is membership has its privileges. I think when somebody's credit card says that, right? So membership has its privileges. But, but when you become part of the kingdom, it, it, it definitely has privileges that come with part of it. Um, I mean, a lot of folks really sell Christianity based strictly on the retirement plan, right? The retirement plan in Christianity is fantastic. There is nothing better, right? It is the gold standard, right? Because when we die here, we get to go home and be with Jesus and live in heaven. So, I mean, it is absolutely the best retirement plan on the planet. And it's not even on the planet, but you get it, right? It's the best option available. But other than the retirement plan, Christianity, once you become part of the kingdom, has other benefits. And one of them, one of the benefits that we, we see, feel, touch, be around, is the authority to use the name of Jesus. Now, that doesn't sound real exciting, I know. I mean, you're like, oh, really? No, really. Really, we have the authority to use the name of Jesus. And we're going to start talking about, we'll go through some scriptures about, you know, who Jesus said he was and then what he said about his name and then what the Bible says about his name and it's some different stuff. But I just want to give you an example early uh, of something that, oh, I didn't, I didn't mark it. Oh, daggum, I hope I can find it. And while we were singing, something God reminded me of, and I need to go back and look at it. Oh, I hate that. It's on my phone. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm sorry. I used to, I used to try to preach off the Bible app, but then it, it wasn't reliable enough, but today it stayed where it's at. So it's Acts, um, chapter 19, and, and we'll... We'll start with 11. And God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that he even had handkerchiefs and aprons that he had touched him were taken to the sick and their illness were cured and the evil spirits left them. 
uh, 13. And some of the Jews went around driving out evil spirits to invoke the name of the Lord over those who were possessed. See, right? So they took the name of Jesus and they, was, they were going about finding people who were possessed by the devil and using the name of Jesus, right? And, and, and so they, would, they, didn't, they didn't understand. They didn't, they didn't have membership into the club. And it says, in the name of Jesus who Paul preached, I command you to come out. Now, that, that would be like me saying, well, you know, according to the president, you should do this, this, and this. Uh, I don't have any ability or authority to speak on the president's behalf or use his name in any kind of context, praise God, at all, none at all. I don't have any reason to take his authority and use it, right? I don't have the authority to, to do anything with that. It's the same thing with these folks right here. They did not have the authority to use the name of Jesus. They had seen somebody else with the authority of the name of Jesus and understood that the power it possessed, they just didn't understand how membership has its privileges. They didn't understand because, see, they were still trying to practice their religion outside of Jesus, but they understood that, man, I don't know what it is about this guy, but his name is something special. And the demons flee. So this guy says, the, 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 the evil spirit here says, um, they would say in the name of Jesus who Paul preached, I command you to come out. And the seven sons of Siva, a Jewish priest, were doing this. And one day an evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? The man who had an evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them, and he gave them such a beating that they ran around the house naked and bleeding. Now, a lot of folks take this out of context and say, well, I can't cast out demons because he might jump on me and beat me. Well, if you're not part of the kingdom. But if you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior and you have the authority to use his name, then this is not you. This is not you. This is like you going into a foreign country and demanding citizenship and all of the rights that their country gives them. Can any of y'all go, I mean, maybe you can, can any of y'all go to Canada or Mexico or France or Spain and say, I am a citizen, you must recognize me. No, that's not your kingdom, right? You didn't come from there, that, that ain't your money, that ain't your people, that ain't who you look like. But, but, but in, the, in the United States, I mean, you know, if you see somebody being mistreated, you go, oh, wait, wait a minute, but especially by the government. I am a citizen of the United States, I have rights, I have constitution, I have all of these things that protect me. I, I live in this kingdom. I earn these rights. See, we got to get to where we understand that we live in this kingdom and we have been given these rights. Not the ones that they wrote down in 1776, the ones that they wrote down in, I don't know, however many years this, this book spans, like a lot. Like from the beginning of time, because John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. In fact, let's go there um, the gospel according to John 1. So, so when you, when you want to start talking about where the authority of Jesus starts and stops, right? The gospel according to John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning. And through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So when you start talking about the authority of Jesus, when, when God said in the Garden of Eden, let there be light, and light came, Jesus was part of what was going on. 
Right? He was there when it started, and he'll be here when it ends. Right? He says in Revelations, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I started it, and I'm going to finish it. But we, as poor old human beings, walk around with the authority of the creator of the universe in our mouth. Now, how many times do we walk around with different kinds of authority and allow people to trample on our rights. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, you, you, you allow people to take advantage of you or, or mistreat you, and you go, well, you know, I'm the, if you got kids, you allow them to trample on and mistreat you, and you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm the parent. I'm the parent. This is the declaration. I'm the boss here. Not you, sassy pants. I am the boss. This is me. I am the boss. But see, we walk around in a world that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord, and we walk around with the authority to use his name, and we're mute on the subject. Now, I don't know if all of y'all know, and, and you can obviously can't tell because I'm not as thin as I would like to be, but I walk a couple miles every morning or try to during deer seasons tougher. Sometimes I walk in the woods now, right, because I'm trying to kill animals. But on a normal, everyday basis, if I'm not hunting, and running kids up and down the road, my two miles, I, I start at my house and come down to Benning and around into the ball field and around in front of Miss Elsie's and then back by Drew's house. And, 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 you know, that's my loop. It's two miles. And I go to the nursing home and back to my house. Not always to the nursing home. Sometimes I go an extra lap around the ball field. Anyway, um, there's some folks over there on, and I don't even know the name of that street, but close to where Drew lives. And this has got a big old mean bulldog. And there's a big old mean bulldog. And he don't like me at all. And Crystal is terrified of dogs, big dogs, and she can't stand it. So when, if she walks with me, we don't even go that way. Not even at all. We don't even pretend to go that way. But the other day, I was walking, and I was high-stepping, man, and I was listening to my music, and I was just getting after it. And that dog was out in a loose, and nobody was tending to him. And his friend was also with him, and nobody was tending to him. And this is a big old nasty-looking, this is the a kind of dog that hurts you. And I started praying at about 100 yards. I am not turning around. Satan, you are not winning today. I'm getting my two miles, and I'm not walking two and a half to go back where I come from. I'm walking right past that dog. And he come and charged me. I mean, charged me. And he got from about here to the end of the pew. And I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And he flinched. And I was like, yes, praise God, I'm walking. He is not biting me today. But how many times do we stand there in the face of fear? And I'm not saying I was afraid of the dog because, I, I mean, I was going to, we was going to have a mess. Me and that dog was going to have a fight. I would have been bloody and muddy, but we were going to have a mess there for a minute. But I just, I said, no, you don't get to beat, you don't get to touch me. I'm a child of the Most High God. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And that dog spun around and ran back to his porch. And I said, praise God, yes. And then I stomped home, and I'm like, people are going to think I'm crazy when I tell the story in church. But I was so tickled. I was so tickled. But we walk around with that authority all the time. Sally, you weren't supposed to put that up there yet. I'm going to read that in a minute. That's okay. All the time, all the time, all the time. We walk around with that authority all the time. And we go, oh, God, I hope they don't hurt me. Oh, please don't make this a bad situation. Oh, I hope this don't go bad. No, 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 no. When, when you read about the, 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 the armor of God, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. That's the offensive weapon. 
not offensive like I have offended you, the offense, the opposite of defense. Because everything in the armor of God is defense except for the word of God. So let's go Philippians. Um, 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 um. <clears throat> Chapter 2. And I think I'm going to start reading in verse 1. Because it, it, it's just some stuff that, that we need to hear from Paul. And so Philippians 2, 1. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded and having the same love, being one in the spirit of one mind and do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain or conceit, rather in humility and value others above yourself, not looking for your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others in your relationships one with another have the same mindset as Christ, right? And then he starts quoting a bunch of scripture, but who being the very nature of God did not consider equally equality with God something to be used for his own advantage rather that he be made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness, right? He didn't have to become a human. He didn't have to come here at all. I mean, under no circumstances did Jesus have to come here. Except for us, right? That whole God loved us so much, Jesus took this suit of meat and flesh to become part of the human nature. He did not have to take that nature. And found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Do you know how hard it would be? I mean, I, I, I mean legitimately. Y'all ever listen to somebody talk about a problem and you already know the answer? And you know the answer good, like it ain't a question mark of what the answer is. And you just listen to them go, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And you stand there humbly and say, I'm not going to be a smart aleck. I'm not going to be a smart aleck. I'm not going to be. I mean, y'all don't have that problem, right? But do you know how hard it would be to be humble as Jesus was, knowing that you're the Alpha and the Omega, knowing that you created the universe, knowing everybody's heart, knowing what was getting ready to take place? Do you know how hard it would be to be humble? I have a hard time being quiet in a movie that I know the outcome. And it's make-believe to start off with. I have a hard time. Listen, my kids, I mean, they're like, how many lines out of this movie do you know? Hmm, all of them. All of them. I know all of them. Only, you know, Tombstone and a few others. But, I mean, you know, I, it's verbatim. I know it verbatim. I know the whole movie. But you know how hard it is to be humble, knowing what's going on around you, knowing what's getting ready to happen, knowing that you have set a trap, knowing that you're going to be sacrificed, knowing that you're going to hell, knowing that you're going to be raised from the dead, knowing that you're going to sit on the throne? How hard would it be to be humble in that? I mean, I know y'all are probably pretty humble folks, but me, I would be a little bit cocky. It would be tough for me. And being found in his appearance of man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient even to death. Even death on a cross, he took that beating for me. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name. And that name of Jesus, every name should bow in heaven and on earth and on under the earth. And every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So when you get to think about what the name of Jesus is... And what it's been set on and what it has accomplished and what it has been determined to do. And you put it in your pocket and you towed it around. But do you actually use it? Now, I'm not saying when you hit your finger with a hammer, do you use it? I'm saying do you use it in the proper tense and form? 
And I'm going to make a poor comparison, but it's the best I got. Can you imagine walking around with a pocket full of money and being hungry? Or a pocket full of money and not having any clothes? Or a pocket full of money and not having anything that you need? How, how would you walk around with money? What is money? Money's no more than the authority that I have to spend this, to use this for goods and services. It's no different. It's authority. And it's not a lot of money. It's just a little bit of money. But it's, it's the authority. I have the authority to walk into the restaurant and lay my money down, and they give me food, or walk into the store and lay my money down, and they give me clothes. And that's real cool and all. But I have the authority to use the name of Jesus. It trumps all the money. Yet we walk around with it in our pocket going, mm, boy, don't make me pull it out. No, I, I almost did it. Why? Why would we walk around in a situation when we have the victory in Jesus? I read a silly, silly joke this week, and I'm going to tell you this, a dad joke, and y'all can laugh or not, I don't care. Do you, anybody know why Jesus don't wear jewelry? Didn't wear jewelry? Because he breaks all the chains. There you go, ha, 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 ha. But we have that authority, the, the chain breaker, the victory maker, the creator of the universe that walks around with us, and we have it in our possession. We're not like the guy who said, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. I command you to turn loose because in the name of Jesus, my brother who gave me authority to use his name. And I'm not ashamed to do it. I mean, you know if you ever have to go somewhere and you need a favor and you go, hey, um, old, old Bill, old Bill sent me and said I could use his name and you would do a favor for him because how what he's done for you and I need Bill's favor. You ever had to do that? You ever had to use somebody else's name to go somewhere? I don't never like doing that. Man, it hurts my feet. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Even when it works in my favor, I don't want to do it. I don't want to use somebody else's name. I want to use my name and my credit and my worth, my ability. Not when it comes to Jesus. I lend on his name on a regular, oh, oh, no, excuse me, no, no, in the name of Jesus, I command this to operate. When we have, if you come up here and pray for, if I pray for you, I command it in the name of Jesus for the cease and the cyst in your body. And no sickness and no disease can live in my body. Why? Because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The power of God lives on the inside of me, and in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Right? In the same way with that dog, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. And you, you know, that dog don't know. I would bet in the household that dog lives in, he ain't never heard the name of Jesus before. He sure ain't never heard it in proper context. He has no idea what the word rebuke means. He does not. But he sure turned around and went back the other way. And I don't, I mean, I didn't like, wouldn't I? I mean, I wasn't mean. I just said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. And he turned around and went the other way. I know I've told you this before, and it's silly, but I have a, I don't have it anymore, I finally fixed it, but I had a toilet in my house that I fought and fought and fought and fought and fought, and I would get sweaty and mad and aggravated and put out, and I would say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to flush, mm, flush, and I'm like, I don't know why I didn't do that 25 minutes ago when I had this snake down in this thing, and I had all this junk on my hands, and why am I doing this? Why do I walk around with the answer to the question and can't use the answer to the question? Why? I don't know, because I'm too dumb to think about it, I reckon. Now, with the dog, I didn't have to think hard about that. And then I knew, I knew, I knew the name of Jesus was coming on that one. I knew. But how many times do we walk around with this authority 
that we've been given, right? And, and, and you go, okay, well, maybe not. All right, so let, let's turn to the, um, <clears throat> the gospel according to Matthew. Right? And let's go to the end, to the 28th chapter and, and to the 16th verse. So Matthew 28, 16. And then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Has been given to me. I have the authority over the heaven and the earth. Therefore, go into all the... Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded to you. I have, and surely I am with you always, even to the very end of this age. So I have the authority, and I'm giving it to you. Now, first Christians, right? The 11 were the first Christians. After this, this is after he had been crucified and resurrected and shown himself to them. They have believed and received the power of the Holy Spirit. Not quite yet. It's getting ready to be an ax. But he's going to give them this authority, right, for the first time. I mean, he sent them out a couple times and he gave them his authority. But for the first time in the early church, when the Holy Spirit came on those people in the upper room, it was the first time that they really had the authority of God. The authority of God came, the authority of Jesus came into their life, right? When they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, which, you know, when we get saved and get baptized in the Holy Spirit, and that comes into us. We have this authority that lives on the inside of us, and we walk around with it every day. Every day. Every day we walk around with the power of God on the inside of us. And you go, well, I don't, you know, I get it, but I don't know how to use it. Oh, Really? How do, you, how do you get anything else you got? Well, it used to be you had to talk to somebody on telephone or talk to somebody in person, right? Now you can, it's an app or a chat or a tweet or a text or whatever. But you go into, um, I don't know, is there any restaurants in Mount's Corner you actually can go into and order Arby's? Can you go in Arby's? You can go in Arby's. Go in Arby's and stand in front of them and just wait on them to give you something. Now, if you go in Arby's, you probably are going to be waiting on them to give you something. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Oh, <laughs> she was waving me down. I was going, oh, Lord, I done done something wrong now. Whew, got hot in here real quick. I mean, like, real quick it got hot. <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, so if you go into a restaurant somewhere, not Arby's, any, any restaurant, and you go in and just stand there, and they go, what can I help you with? And be quiet and see how long it takes them to call you cops and tell you to leave. Because if you want something, how does it happen? Oh, I want a number, I don't know, they got like 19 or 20 things at Arby's or whatever, whatever the roast beef sandwiches is anymore. God, I hope we got to fly. <laughs> you have to speak it. You have to tell it. You have to talk to it. I could have prayed and prayed and prayed and that dog would have come over there and bit me. I didn't. I talked to him. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Flee, depart from me. And he did. But when we walk around with that authority, when God said, you know, you know what would make this place a lot better? Some light. Now we need some light. And then we need some land. We need some animals and some stuff. You think he thought about that before he said it? Sure he did. I'm sure he did. He had a plan, right? I mean, would have to. 
But when the plan was, when it was time to make the plan the reality, what happened? God said, let there be light. God said, let there be a heaven and the, separate the firmaments, right? And land and water and creatures in the sea and creatures on the land and trees and bushes. Everything that was created, John 1 says, was with Jesus, right? Because the word was God and with God in the beginning was God, right? Nothing was created without him. But he had to say it. So when we have this authority that walks around, we walk around with it all the time. And if we choose not to employ it, we're just going to be quiet and take our beatings and everything goes against us. And you go, man, I don't know what's wrong. Well, I don't know. How about the victory that's in your agreement? I mean, if you got that silly credit card that membership has its privileges and you walk around with it and you never use it, what good is it? If you got that money in your pocket and you walk around with it and you can't use it, what good is it? If you got keys to a car but you don't ever put them in there or mash the little button, I mean, I guess you can't do that anymore now. You mash the little button and as long as your foot's on the bar. But if you don't actually get in the car, what good is it? See, it doesn't work if you don't use it. And, and we have to use the authority that is given to us. Not like the guy that said in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. I don't want y'all to be telling me, well, Robbie said that the name of... No, 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 no. I, Robbie didn't say squat. The Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And we have that authority given to us to use. Jesus said... Man, I ain't got a whole bunch more scriptures than Thomas has already stood up. I, that's okay. Jesus said... John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. John eleven twenty five, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. And we're actually going to read John 14. <clears throat> John 14. Uh, ch chapter 14, verse 6. Says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And if you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you, you do know him and have seen him. And then Philip asked a dumb question. So, Lord, just show us the Father, and that'll be enough for us. And then Jesus was a little bit offended. He said, Do not do you not know me? Have you been around me in such a long time? Anyone has seen me has seen the Father. And show us the Father. Do you not believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say, do, do I, not, I do not speak in my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing work. Believe me, I'd say <clears throat> that I am in the Father and he is in me. All right, so here we go. Verse 15, for if you love me and keep my commands, I will ask the Father and he will send you another advocate to help you. He will be with you forever, the spirit of truth. And the world cannot accept him because he ne they neither see him nor know him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Right? So when, when, when you start to talk about having the authority, the world can't see the authority. The world can't understand the authority. In fact, they make fun of the authority, right? I mean, it, it, they use it in vain. That's what it is. Do not use the Lord's name in vain. But we as Christians, and we are accepted into the family, we have been given the authority of using his name for what? For our benefit, for the upbuilding of the kingdom, right? Because if the kingdom is to be successful, any kingdom, can you have a very successful kingdom and very unsuccessful 
citizens? I mean, by definition, you can't hardly have unsuccessful citizens and very successful kingdom, right? For the kingdom to be successful, the citizens have to be successful. Everybody agree? I mean, if you, if you want a successful town, you need to have successful citizens. If you want to have a successful country, you need to have successful citizens. I mean, everybody can't be dying and starving to death and poor and, and go, man, we sure are successful. That, that's not how it works. So for the kingdom, to God, the kingdom of God to advance and to move forward, the citizens have to advance and move forward. And the authority in the name of Jesus gives us that passage. Because, you know, he supplies all of my needs and his riches and glory in the name of Jesus, right? He heals my body in the name of Jesus, right? It's all of the things that he had bought me, gave me, and he's the light of the world. We're the light of the world. We're the hands and feet of Christ. Everything that he has developed was for us. When he overtook hell and darkness, it was for us. When he took his beating and was nailed to the cross, it was for us. When he was crowned with a crown of thorns, it was with us. When he took his blood into the Holy of Holies and laid it down on the altar, it was for us. It was our success that he was most concerned over. It's not for his benefit. His benefit would have been much easier to stay exactly where he was without having to go through the harassment and the torment of being a human. To being even to death and even death on a cross. I mean, you start coming up with better ways to die than on a cross. Being beaten and tortured and spit on and, and, and forced to tote your own cross and, and being hung up there and mocked and made fun of and stabbed with a, a spear. That does not sound like a good afternoon. Yet in the middle of that, right, in the middle of that, in the middle of that sacrifice, he hung on the cross and said, forgive them, Father, because they do not know what they do. That's for my benefit. He did everything that he did for my benefit. Now, if he did it for my benefit and he gave me this authority and he wants me to be successful, how dare I walk around and not use it? Well, my mama gave me money, but I don't, I don't want to eat because I don't want to spend her money. I mean, I know it's a silly analogy, but think about what you have and why it's been given to you and then whether or not you use it or not. Whether it's talent or whether it's influence or whether it's money or whether it's time or whether whatever it is, and, and you don't use it. And you have a million-dollar mansion and live outside in a tent. I mean, you choose whether or not you are, I mean, anybody make you live in your house last night? Now, if you're under like 15 or 18, yes, you have to live in the house until they tell you you can leave. But if you're a grown person, you didn't have to live in the house last night. You could have slept in the yard, right? I mean, nobody made you sleep inside. That'd be kind of silly, right, to have a really nice house over here and you're sleeping in the yard. Well, it'd be really silly to have the authority over the, the birds of the air and the creatures of the sea and everything on this planet and then walk in fear of it, not use your authority. I mean, that's what we do, right? We have this really nice authority thing over here that we avoid. We don't use. Why? I don't know. Why, why should we? Because that's what he did it for. I got a little rambly at the end. I'm sorry. His authority was given to us for our benefit and for the upbuilding of the kingdom. We have to use it. If you don't use it, it don't do you any good. Not only does it not do you any good, it doesn't make you a very good commercial to upbuild the kingdom. It doesn't make you a very good Christian, not that you're not going to heaven, but 
I want to be the example of the example, right? I want to look like Jesus looked. I want people to want what I have. Not because of me and I'm prideful, because of I want them to have Jesus too. Because that's the best commercial I got. Using his authority, helping us be successful, is the best commercial that I got. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word. Father, we thank you for that it will go out, it will not return void. Father, we thank you for the authority that you've given us in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that Jesus said that anything we ask in his name that he would do to, for us. And we just give you the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.